BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're talking cruises, the cheapest way to travel with Ilana from A Life Well Cruised. So typically the way this podcast works is that we share our firsthand account of something personal finance related. So save up three to six months of living expenses for an emergency fund. Of course, we, we did this years ago. <laughs> Investing in real estate, becoming a landlord. That's something we have done multiple times over. Even pursuing entrepreneurship by scaling a podcast side gig into a full-fledged business. Well, that's something that you are listening to right now. Uh, but when it comes to going on a cruise... Joel and I are total idiots. <laughs> Neither of us have ever been on a cruise before, uh, but we're intrigued. And so we figured it made a lot of sense to bring on a pro. And so we're joined by Ilana from A Life Well Cruised, which is a, a cruise and a travel blog. And she also has a YouTube channel where she has around 45 million views, which is just incredible. But it makes sense considering the helpful content that she's publishing over there. So Ilana, we, we hope you're ready because we have a ton of questions for you. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Super excited to talk with you guys. We're excited too, Alana. The, the, and I've got so many questions because like Matt <laughs> said, we are total newbies at this. But the first question we ask anybody who comes on the show is what do they like to explore, John? Matt and I, we drink fancy craft beer from time to time. We're having a nice one now. What What is it that you explore, John, while you're still trying to save and invest well for your future? Well, firstly, I do like to splurge on cruises. That's definitely 100%. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. But besides that, when it comes to traveling in particular, 
I splurge on direct flights. They could be economy, but I will not even look at any flight that um, has any stop. Part of that is because I have flight anxiety, so it's a very practical reason. And otherwise, it's also hotels. I'd rather spend a little bit more money on a hotel in a great location, safe, nice looking. So those are my kind of splurges. Those direct flights, they just save a lot of time and hassle when you're traveling too, yeah. right? Yeah, so absolutely. Is it, is it more, like you mentioned, kind of the flight anxiety. Is it more just the fewer the planes, the better? Or is it also about kind of reclaiming some of your time? Well, absolutely both. Okay. So, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's for the convenience. But at the same time, it really is very practical. I know that crash, anyway, <laughs> crashes happen more on um, on landings and takeoffs. So I just reduce my risk. Right. That, that makes sense. But they also probably occur just as frequently as somebody falling overboard on a cruise. Right. Which, <laughs> I don't think that's something that we're planning to get to. Get to during- no, we won't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it rarely ever happens. Uh, honestly, like this kind of makes me think about when we first reached out to you to record. And of course, you weren't available because you were actually on the cruise, I think, at that point. <laughs> uh, yes. And so for us dudes who have never been on a cruise, can you tell us why it is that you love cruising so much? Is it specifically because you don't like flying that you're like, you know what, for me, it's it's boating? Like, what is it for you that uh, causes you to want to go on as many cruises as you possibly can? Oh, that's a good question. Well, first of all, though, it is actually for the vacation itself. On a cruise, you can travel to several different destinations all within one trip, and your hotel moves with you, so you don't have to pack and mm-hmm. unpack to go to different locations. You get you know, great meals, fine dining, your entertainment, uh, pretty much four or five-star accommodations, all in one travel experience, and Overall, it's a pretty reasonable way to travel. Okay. Well, I'm curious, too, because like COVID was almost the death knell for some of the cruise companies. Did that cramp your cruising style? And uh, how do you feel like that's changed the industry? Because that was, man, that was a rough couple of years right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what I thought when it kind of all first happened, um, but definitely cruises were completely stopped for I believe it was more than 18 months but definitely 18 months so you would have thought that some of the cruise lines would have just gone bankrupt after that but um, but they didn't at least on the most part all of the big cruise lines are still around they invested a ton of money into safety protocols and health protocols and now they're back better than ever in a lot of ways cruises have become even more popular vacations than they were before yeah. Okay. I mean, you and you said a second ago that you think that they're more than reasonable, but I mean, honestly, just in preparation for this episode, looking at some of the prices out there, it, like they really do seem like the most affordable way to travel, like you said, and see multiple countries at once. And so we want to start off by talking about finding a deal on a cruise. Sure. And it seems like that, like we're right in the middle of what's known as wave season. Is that right? It, it seems like that that's when you are able to snag the, the biggest discounts uh, on some of the different different cruises uh what should folks be looking for there yeah absolutely so starting sort of in january all the way through march there are typically a lot of great deals on cruises although you can find good deals at you know all different times of the year but definitely right now a lot of cruise lines are having uh sales on third and fourth passengers so that's really good for families Mm. that are willing to cruise all in one cabin so cabins um on cruise ships are smaller than hotel rooms uh but for families that are willing to do that, oftentimes they can have their kids sailing free or sailing at really highly discounted rates. 
Other times, cruises are just sort of on sale. There are some discounts, some percentages off, even on like, let's say, a second passenger. So when you're two people in the cabin, the second passenger might sail for 40 to 60% off. Mm. Uh, So that's a good deal. And otherwise, even if the prices are you know, about the same as before, there are perks when people are traveling and cruising. So that can include uh, free gratuities, for instance, or extra onboard credits that you can use for excursions and other things on the cruise. So when you book matters, it sounds like. I guess I'm curious about all the other ways you can save too. You've talked about being flexible with dates. We know that when you're booking airfare, we talked about airfare just a second ago, that just changing your dates by a day or two forward or backward can save you a ton of money uh, getting to your destination. But that can also be true of a, a cruise itself, right? Like, the, the dates that you're departing and can can make a big difference in how much you pay? Oh, absolutely. And for instance, I'm going on a cruise on January 7th. And the cruise that I'm doing, if I would have booked it for New Year's, so just, you know, the week before, I probably would have paid, oh goodness, maybe not double, but pretty close to double. So it's significantly mm. more expensive to go on a cruise at New Year's as, than it would be to go one week later. But the same thing happens during different times of the year. So, for instance, um, cruises tend to be most expensive during school breaks, during the holidays, and during summer breaks. Um, And so if people can go during shoulder season while the kids are still in school before they've gotten out of school, the prices are going to be somewhat better. And it definitely can make a difference if people go one week before or one week after um, a holiday that okay. will make a difference. Yeah, I'm curious to hear that because I guess again, having been you know being completely ignorant, idiots, ignorant <laughs> noobs when it comes to <laughs> comes to cruises, I didn't know if the actual cruise lines had that kind of flexibility as well. But it sounds like they do. I'm curious then, like, what if you end up booking something and the price ends up going down? Like you, you know, maybe you book a week after. It sounds like everybody else is going to. Uh, book their cruise and so you're able to get a deal but what if it continues to drop is that something are there ever any instances I guess when you're able to get any of that money refunded to you uh, like some of the more favorable airlines will oftentimes offer yeah it definitely does happen and that's something that for people that are cruising often they know that the best time to book a cruise typically is as far ahead as possible so a lot of times people will book a cruise eight months to a year before, sometimes even longer than that. But the benefit of doing that is people are able to book their preferred date, they're able to book, excuse me, their preferred cabin. But at the same time, if the price does um, decrease as they get closer to sailing, then the cruise line will usually honor the lower price up until final payment. So I probably Hmm. do have to explain Um, cruises most of the time most cruise lines have when people do book you book and you put a deposit on your cruise so that deposit could be as an example um, $500 per person that's just an example the deposit can differ depending on the cruise line and depending um, on the different promotions that they have but if that deposit is $500 that's usually a refundable deposit And the final payment is anywhere from 70 days to 120 days before the cruise. So 
if the price does come a little bit cheaper, let's say four months before the cruise, you simply have to call your travel agent or the cruise line and they will almost all the time lower that rate so that you can get that refund on the cost, the difference. Nice. Is, is, is that across the board with all the different cruise lines? Uh, it is, as long okay. as you're booking like in North America. Sometimes okay. the rules are a little bit different for UK residents, but that's pretty much on most of them on the mainstream cruise lines. Nice. So that includes everybody from Carnival to Princess Cruises to Royal Caribbean. It may not include some of the luxury cruise lines, but most of the popular cruise lines, that's pretty much uh, what happens. That's cool. And it should provide, I think, some peace of mind from people exactly. being able to book yeah. early and then knowing, oh, hey, if the price goes down, I don't have to just wait for the perfect deal. Um, I can hopefully book and then let the deal come to me well, after the fact. Yeah. And, and also, too, the fact that you said that it, sound, it sounds like that deposit is also refundable. Yeah. Is, is that also across all the popular cruise lines in the U.S. as well? So all of the cruise lines have an option to book with a refundable deposit. Okay. However, um, some of the cruise lines do sometimes offer a better price if you book with a non-refundable hmm. deposit. So that really is up to the person. Some people um, absolutely know the date that they want to cruise. So then 100%, if they can book with a non-refundable deposit, that's going to be their best bet. However, sometimes people do want a little bit more flexibility. They haven't booked their air yet and they're not 100% sure of their date that they're going to sail, so then they'll want to book with a not, excuse me, with a refundable deposit. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So I've, I've seen a lot of, there's a new uh, cruise ship launching now in 2024. It's the biggest one ever. It's the icon of the seas, I believe, right? Yes. And it's getting a lot of publicity. Uh, I saw a commercial for it during, like, the college football stuff recently. Um, and these things are like floating islands. They've got 18-story slides going into pools and stuff like that. I exaggerate only a little. but uh, Just a little. Yeah, just a little. But what what is your take on booking like the newest, latest, coolest ship versus booking an older cruise ship, which might save you more money? And how much money are we talking about, the difference, the disparity between kind of those fancy new in-demand uh, mega ships versus maybe some of the older ones with fewer amenities. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, the icon of the seas looks absolutely amazing and people are so interested in it. So it really is commanding the highest prices. But if you love a lot of the things that are offered on Icon of the Seas, so that's a Royal Caribbean cruise ship, Royal Caribbean has many amazing cruise ships, uh, including the Oasis class, so the Oasis of the Seas. And if people do want to actually get the best deal, then what they can do is just look at an older cruise ship that mm. still does offer, for instance, the water slides, the zip lines, um, the many pools and many hot tubs, all of the different dining options. And the price difference can really be significant. I can tell you, I was actually speaking with my friend just yesterday, and um, she did end up booking a cruise with Royal Caribbean where they did have a sale for... Uh, kids under 12 were sailing free. So, you know, she called me up and she was like, what do you think? Should I do this cruise ship or this other cruise ship, both with Royal Caribbean? And the cruise ship that was a little bit older, that was refurbished in 2018 quite extensively, was actually, it was almost $2,500 less wow. than the newer hmm. cruise ship. So in the end, because they it was 
It's their first cruise. It's their kids' first cruise. I think their children are 10 and 12 now. She knows they're absolutely going to love it. And in their case, they wanted to save um, the money. And they decided to go for that little bit of an older cruise ship. And this way, they can use the money that they saved on the excursions, on yeah. the drink packages. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the, and for them, it, for them, it's worth it. Absolutely. Okay, so is there is there a resource? Like, how do you know, I guess, whether or not the boat that you're looking at is older? As a complete novice here, as a rookie, how do you know, I guess, if the ship has some of the different amenities, even like you mentioned? Uh, is that all detailed out? How do, how do you tell if you are getting a good deal or not? Sure. So actually, the cruise line websites are really good resources. They're going to have all of the information. So you can actually look up the cruise ship that you're you're looking at. You can take a look and see the information about the cruise ship, what restaurants are on, Um what type of activities are available on that cruise ship. And it usually will give you some information about when that cruise ship was last refurbished. But honestly, a really good resource is a travel agent that specializes in cruises. These people tend to absolutely love going on cruises themselves. And oftentimes they really do have the best deals and the best information as well. Do you have any tips for finding like a great travel agent? Um, A lot of the big um, travel agencies that are also online websites. So, you know, anybody from Expedia Cruises, Vacations to Go, but also, you know, smaller agencies that specializes that specialize in cruises, they're going to be super helpful as well. And a lot of people think that that using a travel agent is going to add to the cost, but how does that relationship work? And and does going through a travel agent, is that gonna cost me more than booking directly with the cruise line itself? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think a lot of people think that using a travel agent is going to cost them more money, but the way it works is travel agents get paid, at least when it comes to cruises, they get paid from the cruise line. So the cruise line really builds in a commission for the travel agent, and that doesn't change the cost for the passenger. So whether you book directly on the cruise line website or by calling the cruise line or you book with a reputable um, travel agent that specializes in cruises, the price should be the same, if not lower, with a travel Hmm. agent. What happens is with these big agencies, what they do is they're able to book Um, group travel rates that they book up cabins way in advance, like a year or more in advance. And they're basically holding that inventory at the lowest price that is available. So especially when you are booking in advance, you're oftentimes going to find a better price that is available um, from a travel agency or from one of those large uh, travel websites. And at the same time, you might find at the very least, even if the price is the same, that the travel agent is going to give you a little extra perk. So that could be different times they'll have promotions and that will be through the cruise line as well. But it might be free gratuities. It might be uh, you know, an extra onboard credit of $50 that you can use towards excursions or drinks or something else, you know, or it might be a bottle of wine. Okay. Well, hey, I'll, I'd take anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So another, again, this, this sounds like maybe this is more of a cruise thing, but when you say free gratuities, normally when uh, you hear something is free, it means it's, oh, you receive this thing and you didn't have to pay for it. But with gratuity being something that's normally something that you give, how does that work? Uh, is, does that just mean that, hey, you actually have a special badge or something that means that you don't have to leave tip? Or 
What does that mean? Yeah. So when you go on a cruise, part of the, I guess it's the tradition on cruises, is that passengers are sort of expected to give a gratuity to, um, you know, the waiters, the people mm-hmm. that are cleaning your cabin, so the housekeeping, the housekeeping, etc. But rather than giving, you know, $20 to one person, you know, and $10 to another and $50 to another or leaving money for every time you go to the dining room and you go and eat a meal, instead what cruise lines will do is they will have a suggested automatic gratuity that is charged to your account every day of your cruise. And most cruise lines now, the suggested gratuity is between $16 and $20 per person per day. But that includes all of the people who help you on the cruise to make your cruise better. So, you know, your housekeeping, your waiters, and even some of the people that you don't see that are behind the scenes as well. So basically, when you have free gratuities, I'm using like air quotes. Gotcha. But... um, (laughs) That just means that those automatic gratuities would be paid for you. So you wouldn't have that charge to your account while you're on the cruise. Gotcha. That makes sense. It's essentially like a Yeah, totally. It's like a fee that's rolled off essentially that they're yeah covering for you i i love the insight you gave about travel agents that's super helpful i guess you know given the internet age and kind of the diy mentality that matt and i have and some, a lot of our listeners have it's it makes me think of like when i'm trying to book a flight i'm not usually calling a travel agent i'm going to directly to google flights i'm i'm kind of playing around with the dates with the destinations and trying to commandeer the best the best uh, price I can find for the given trip I want to take. What uh, does something like that exist for cruises where there's an algorithm and you can kind of add or subtract and you can kind of hone in on kind of some of the best deals that are available? Like how how would one go about DIY booking? Is there a third party site that can help us do that? I'm not aware of one. I think a lot of people would think of that as, you know, looking on vacations to go or Expedia or any of those um, different sites, but those are still big uh, travel agencies. They're just online travel agencies, but real people work for them. Gotcha. Yeah. So either that or just going directly to the individual cruise line, cruise websites, it sounds like they've got a lot of... Just takes a little more digging, I guess. Yeah, yeah. a little more legwork. It takes a little more digging. Okay. And and again, I'm not working as a travel agent, but um, they do have access to... um, to listings and to some of the sales like they'll see some of the promotions that are available they'll see that before you and i will okay. um on the consumer facing um websites and things like okay. that and it's just it is a little bit different than flights because if i'm not mistaken most of the airlines have cut the commissions years ago from travel agents which is why it's not cheaper usually with a travel agent Uh, for a flight, but that is not the case uh, with cruise lines. Gotcha. Okay, so you mentioned kind of getting a jump on some of those bookings uh, that you can get via a travel agent. Uh, I think I've heard you mention that you've got the ability to get a really good discount were you to book a future cruise while you are currently on a cruise. Is that right? Is that a good way to, to get a deal as well? Yes. A lot of people think that it's like too good to be true. But uh, definitely, when you're on a cruise, you can visit the Future Cruise desk and the Future Cruise person representative uh, will be able to book you on a future cruise and they will uh, offer you a promotion while you're on the cruise. And usually that promotion will either be that you'll receive an onboard credit that you can use on the cruise that you're on at the moment. And most people do have a certain amount of money that they've spent 
on their cruise. So it reduces that or you can get an additional onboard credit on a future cruise. And for people that are using a travel agent already, that uh, booking can still be serviced when you get home by your existing travel agent. And something that I like to do because I don't always know what I want to book I don't know why I'm just like that I can't really pick my next cruise while I'm on a cruise but oftentimes I make what's called an open booking so I basically put a deposit on a cruise knowing I'm going to do one and usually you have between two and four years depending on the cruise line to book the next cruise and I just put a deposit and this way I get all of the benefits by having that um, that additional onboard credit that I'm always trying to accumulate for future cruises and um, then I can choose my cruise once I get home and I have a little more time to kind of figure out my schedule and where I want to go. So you're saying that somehow, sometimes you're able to get like a credit for the cruise. Like it sounds like essentially like dollars that you are going to be spending while you are on the cruise. So does that apply to restaurants? Like what, what do those credits go towards? Yeah, absolutely. So onboard credits on cruises is equivalent to having like a cash credit that you can use while you're on the cruise. And so that can be things like some of the restaurants, um, I should mention on cruises, your dining is included. So there are a lot of casual restaurants and fine dining that is included, but there are also alternative restaurants that are a little bit more intimate that will not be included and if people choose to go to them there's going to be an um there's going to be excuse me an additional charge so with your onboard credit you might choose to go to one of the specialty restaurants so that's something that you can do some people choose to get a photo package while they're on their cruise or you know even just buy one or two photos so that's something you can use your onboard credit for and there's a variety of things or even the shops you know so you if you want to you know do a little bit of duty-free shopping while you're on a cruise you can use the uh the onboard credit for that as well cool love it all right there's so much that we've covered, <laughs> but there's still so much to cover because I, I haven't had all my questions answered yet. We've got a, a lot more that we want to get into with you and we'll get to, especially I want to like w- the different cruise lines. What's the difference sure. between all of them? <laughs> so we got questions on that and more right after this. I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. 
So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so Woo-hoo. we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. All right, we are back and we're talking about cruises with Alana, uh, truly how it can be the cheapest way to travel. And let's talk about choosing a specific cruise, Alana, because you can basically, it seems like you can cruise pretty much anywhere, right? Like whether you're taking like a... Anywhere there's water, Matt. <laughs> like a river cru- cruise in Europe. You, Not in your bathtub, Like though. you could cruise up to Alaska, the Caribbean. Uh, Alana, how do you think about choosing a cruise? Uh, how are you factoring in... Like maybe the destination, the the port of call, maybe the length of cruise. I would love to hear your thoughts on how it is that you choose a cruise. Or are you like us and you're letting the deal drive the destination? How, How are you taking all that into account as you're making a decision? Well, I think when it comes to picking a cruise, you do want to think about the destination and what you want out of it. So some people really want to go on a Caribbean or a Bahamas cruise because they're looking for that hopefully hot and sunny weather. Um, But other people are looking for a cruise that they're going to have more of a travel experience that has a little bit more culture involved or a little bit more sightseeing. So in that case, perhaps it's a Mediterranean cruise or, as you mentioned, perhaps a river cruise. So I think those are some of the biggest differences. Definitely, though, when it comes to cruising, there are so many Caribbean cruises. It is the most popular cruise destination, I think, in the world. Uh, so you could definitely find probably the most chance of having a great deal on a Caribbean cruise just because there really are so many ships that are doing it. So that's a good way, especially if it's a first cruise. A Caribbean cruise is probably a good choice. Nice. All right. Talk to me about the different cruise lines. We we talked about different like newer and older cruise ships. But what about like Norwegian versus 
Carnival versus Royal Caribbean, do, do they each kind of stand out and do better at certain things, worse at others? Uh, or is, is it different strokes for different folks? Are you able to find better discounts on on one versus the other? Or does it just it, it, is it all up to the savvy shopper? Oh, that's a good question. But uh, I think that every cruise line, as you said, different strokes for different folks, I think that every cruise line attracts um, a different, maybe not a different person, but what somebody might want for their vacation. So definitely, if you're going on a carnival cruise, you can expect a really good value. That's great for people that are on a budget. Uh, It's great for families that are cruising maybe with young kids, and they know that they really want casual um good food they want water slides they want you know a little bit of a loud party next to the pool that's something that they would enjoy then carnival's a really good cruise line for that but somebody else uh might want a little bit more of an adult atmosphere maybe a little bit more of an upscale even atmosphere and then probably if they were going on a cruise line like celebrity that would be a better fit And of course, there are so many cruise lines, you know, in between and, you know, everybody is different in what they would enjoy. Okay, I'm of Norwegian descent, so I lean (laughs) towards Norwegian cruise lines, even though I've never been on a cruise. That's why you threw that one in there. But that's just just the one I assume I would take based on, you know, my ancestry. That is funny. (laughs) Although Norwegian Cruise Line is great and they've got some really good deals. Um, I should share it with you. They have that Norwegian Cruise Line has something called Free at Sea and it's a promotion that they run pretty much all the time but you have the option of booking either a standard rate so that's your basic cruise rate or you can book within the free at sea and then the price is a little bit higher but you can get a free drink package you can get um, free dining so if you're taking a seven-day cruise and you're in for instance an inside cabin then you can get one specialty restaurant if you have longer cruises then you can get more specialty restaurants. You can get a certain amount of Wi-Fi free, a certain amount of shore excursion credit that is free. So that is mm. actually a deal that you can get on Norwegian Cruise Line if you're interested in them anyway. That's cool. Matt okay. would totally bankrupt Norwegian if he took <laughs> them up on that deal. <laughs> well, it's, it is good to know that, that the different cruise lines have different personalities, I guess. I don't know yeah. if that's maybe a good way of describing. Obviously, if you go on a Disney cruise, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of Disney stuff, right? <laughs> yes, yes lots of Disney. All the rest of them, in my mind, are kind of like a lock. I don't know. Just just having not looked into it, it, it seems like it's maybe more of a closed box. But I guess it it is not all that difficult to kind of figure out the vibe of some of the different cruises that are out there. Sure, and like you said, some cruise, you know, every cruise line does something a little bit different that they do better so royal caribbean has phenomenal Mm. entertainment and also activities during the day um but that would really suit people who are either traveling with kids or who are very uh, they like to be active so maybe they want to go ice skating on a cruise ship or maybe they want to go zip lining and then other people (laughs) prefer more of a relaxing experience and you know they'd much rather spend time at the spa so really there are differences so it is worth before a first cruise really figuring out what you like because otherwise some people go on a cruise and they say oh gosh i was bored the music was so quiet and then other people go on a cruise and they say the pool was so crowded it wasn't what i liked at all so it really is just choosing the right cruise ship and cruise line for you yeah and that's that's one of the things i 
I want to highlight here is just that getting the lowest price for a cruise that doesn't work for how you it how you live may not be the best that idea. Might, <laughs> that might be cheap instead of frugal, right? And it's, it's a good idea to approach this from a frugal standpoint and try to get uh, a, a reasonable price on a cruise you're interested in. But if you let the the price drive the you picking maybe a cruise line that doesn't work for your vibe or personality, um, you might find yourself having like a, a more miserable experience than you otherwise would have if you had maybe paid a little bit more and and picked the the, the cruise line and the itinerary that made more sense for kind of how you like to vacation. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Okay, so you just mentioned something about excursions, I guess, with maybe it was was when you were talking about Royal Caribbean, Mm -hmm. but I've heard you mention that it makes a lot of sense to book those ahead of time. Can you explain why that's so important? And then I'm realizing, too, that there are uh, excursions that are like cruise line sponsored, but then there are the other excursions, like third-party excursions. So just, I guess, talk about why you would want to jump on those bookings early and then maybe kind of highlight some of the differences between endorsed excursions versus choose-your-own-adventure excursion. (laughs) Sure. So when it comes to excursions, especially if there is something that you really want to do, then you do want to book that early. So as an example, If somebody is going to Alaska and they have their heart set on doing a helicopter excursion to the Mendenhall Glacier, uh, that is going to book up pretty quickly. And that's whether, by the way, people book it with the cruise line directly or even with private companies just because that is just such a popular excursion. Hmm. So, or even whale watching sometimes. So some of those excursions, the ones that you really want to do, you want to get those booked early. Um, The other thing, though, is when you book with the cruise line, if you do book it ahead of time and you book it on the cruise line website, then oftentimes there will be a lower price than if you book it when you're on your cruise. So that's another reason, too. And in fact, on the cruise that we are going on in a few days, there was a sale, I think it was on Black Friday, and I took a look on the Cruise Line website, and they do usually send you an email when you have a booking with them. So I was able to see, and the excursion that we're doing in Nassau, Bahamas, was instead of it being about $250 per person, um, it was instead, it was like 125, maybe even a little bit less, maybe like 123. So it was 53% off. And I'm paying for Very four nice. people on this cruise. That so, adds up, yeah. Yeah, it was like $500 in savings just by booking it about five weeks before my cruise. That's great. Love it. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Uh, well, is there is there any risk with third party excursions? By the way, can you get left in the lurch? Can you miss the boat <laughs> essentially well, on the way heard back? About that, yeah. Yeah, you potentially can. Um, those third party excursions. It doesn't mean they're bad. By the way, um, there are really reputable tour companies that people do book with. Uh, but it is something to be aware of when you book with the cruise line directly. One of the um, good things is that the cruise ship will not leave without you if your tour is late coming back to the cruise ship or if something happens, right? Like if that tour bus breaks down or something like that, the cruise line is aware and they are going to wait for you to come back to the cruise ship along with the other people. However, if you go off on your own and you take a cab to the other side of the island and something happens and you cannot make it back to the cruise ship on time, 
that cruise ship will leave without you. So I think okay. we've all seen those videos. Of the, um, <laughs> yeah, of the people crying on the pier. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, that's a cruiser's worst nightmare. Well, so that's something to be what aware of. That's when you got to be able to swim fast. <laughs> so <laughs> literally what happens in that situation? Let's let's say someone does do that and literally Hope you have travel the big insurance. boat is, is sailing off. Is that an instance where travel insurance comes to play? Like, are you able to get back on the boat somehow? Usually what would happen is that the person would have to fly to the next cruise port or find a way oh. to get to the next cruise port. So I'm guessing that would not be affordable. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually really not sure, you know, what would be even covered. Uh, I'm not a travel insurance expert, so I don't know what would be covered, but I think you just really want to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario, <laughs> avoid at all, almost at all costs. For so. sure. Yeah. Um, but our- maybe travel insurance would cover that. I just think uh, you really do want to be careful. A lot of times it's not necessarily that people are, um, you know, are on an excursion, although that can happen. But it does seem like, you know, based on some of the videos, it does seem like perhaps uh, sometimes people are spending a little bit too much time at the local bar uh, <laughs> or, or even shopping. You know, you see people coming back with their shopping bags. So they're they're really close by. They're just betting that that cruise ship won't leave. Oh, and, my God. Uh, Set multiple alarms on your phone, people. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the way to avoid that. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, talk to me about booking a room because – the you, you mentioned that the rooms can be kind of small, uh, and I when when I've looked into, I'm like, there's no way I would book an interior cabin. Like I, I feel like I'd want that deck. I'd want to be able to see some sunlight. But you can also save a lot of money by booking an interior cabin. But then I also saw you say something about being able to book an interior cabin and then bid for upgrades, and maybe that's the cheapest way to to potentially get a nicer cabin when uh, without like paying full freight for it. Yeah, that's one of the ways. So I would caution though for somebody who really doesn't want to, like you had said, you really wouldn't want to be in an interior cabin. So then I probably wouldn't do that. So that is a good strategy. I'll explain that people can use. They can book the lowest cabin that they still would be okay with to stay in and then bid for an upgrade. So you can bid, um, as an example, we have a cruise coming up. We, not the cruise I'm doing now, but a cruise after that, (laughs) that we, um, that we booked an ocean view cabin. So I didn't book an inside, but I think that the balcony was about double the cost of the inside. And I just thought it was a little more than what I wanted to spend on that cruise, but the ocean view cabin so a large picture window was only a hundred dollars more worth three people in the cabin right. so it was like a no-brainer that for a hundred dollars we were going to do the ocean view rather than the inside um and i know we're not going to be in our cabin very much however i did bid for an upgrade i don't know yet if we got it but i bid the minimum um that was available for an upgrade to a balcony. And I'm really aware that I might get that upgrade. And if I get it for about $100, I'm very happy with that. But if I don't get it, I'm perfectly fine with staying in an ocean view. Okay. But for somebody who wouldn't be fine, then it's not a good strategy to use. That that makes does sense. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so does the, does the room that you book, like in relation to the ship, how does that impact the potential for getting seasick? Because I think I saw, I think I saw something about rooms that are more towards the center of the ship. I guess they pitch less if there are waves or inclement weather. Is that true? So basically, like the closer you are to the middle of the ship, the less rocky the the ride's going to be. Or did I completely read that wrong? No, you've got it. Okay. So just something to mention is on most cruises now. 
Um, modern cruise ships have stabilizers. So the kind of seasickness that people might have had in the 80s and 90s, it isn't the same anymore. And it's not even the same as something that you might have if you go on a ferry or a fishing boat. Okay. So it's not anything like that to worry about. But it can happen that if the seas are stormy or even a little bit windy, you can feel some movement in the ship. And if you are prone to motion sickness, then you want to be a little bit cautious with where you are taking your cabin. The best place that people can be is always going to be midship just because you're hedging your bets that you're going to have the less, the least movement, excuse me. Yeah, so you'll have the least movement if you're in the midship of the cruise. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Because for honestly, for me, that is the number one thing I think that is keeping me from booking a cruise is I have gone on some deep sea fishing trips before and every time I've gotten so sick. <laughs> and so I'm picturing that, but just stretched over days and days. And I'm thinking, there's no way that you can convince me to get on a cruise ship. I don't know. You, you talking about the stabilizers bolstered my confidence a little bit. And of course, you can get the patches or the little wristbands for the pressure points. Like there's all those all those other remedies to kind of help you to combat that. Do, do you have a favorite? Uh, way to combat seasickness, by the way? Is that something that you deal with? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I actually don't get seasick very much, um, but sometimes I do feel a little bit the movement. My husband gets a little bit of motion sickness, and there is a medication. It's an over-the-counter one that I personally like. I know a lot of people that take it preventatively. Okay. So they'll take um, one a day, or some people can take uh, two a day, morning and night. And of course, I'm not a doctor or a pharmacist. <laughs> you know, so disclaimer, but I think it does work. Um, it's called Bonine, okay. B-O-N-I-N-E. And I think it's very similar to Dramamine. Uh, I don't find that I don't get any side effects at all. So nice. I don't get that like woozy feeling or that drowsy feeling that you could get with some medications. So I find that works well. A lot of people who are very prone to sickness swear by the patch behind the ear. I've never tried it, but definitely for somebody who thinks that they might get motion sickness, that's a good idea. And like you mentioned, the C-bands that work with pressure points on your wrist. There's another product. I think it's called Motion Ease. Some people have said that that really works, uh, but definitely on an average Caribbean cruise or an Alaska cruise, most of the time, you're not going to get a tremendous amount of movement. Definitely nothing like you'd get on a smaller boat. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the idea, too, that you have the potential to save a lot of money and get one of those interior, what you call it, like midship cabins, I guess. Yeah. So you're saving a ton of money. And also, by the way, that's going to keep you from getting sick get, from getting nasty getting yeah. <laughs> feel, feeling disgusting sure but you can also take midship cabins uh and have a balcony as well by the way and the other alternative is even midship towards the aft so anything between the middle and sort of the back the area that you really want to avoid is the forward the forward is where you're going to feel the most movement if there is rough weather. Okay. Oh, okay. Wind. Amazing tips. And Avoid we've got the forward. We've got a got few it. more questions. <laughs> we've got a few more questions we want to get to with Alana. Uh, maybe some offbeat sort of cruising questions that are just on the top of our minds. We'll, we'll get to those right after this. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so Woo-hoo. we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. 
So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. No matter how hard of a worker you are, you probably like to kick back, relax, and just chill every now and then. But if you're an investor, that's the last thing you want your money to be doing. You want it to be out there working hard and kicking butt. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Betterment's automated technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help maximize returns. We're talking tools like diversified, expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs. Keeping those expense ratios low is key to seeing your investments compound over the years and decades. A high-yield cash account where your money can earn 11 times the national average. Listeners know that they need to have an emergency fund set aside for those completely unforeseen expenses. A high-yield cash account is the perfect place to park that money in automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. That way, if certain industries are, say, growing like crazy, your portfolio, it stays on track. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we're back. We're still talking with Ilana from LifeWell Cruise about uh, how cruises might be the cheapest way to travel when you break it down, cost per night, and where you get to go. It just seems to be the case. And so <laughs> maybe Matt and I, we're, we're getting over our aversion to cruising. Alana is is selling it. Uh, instead of uh, that hiking trip that we're planning, uh, that's maybe, right. <laughs> maybe it'll just be like a couple's cruise trip. Just yeah. you and me, buddy. <laughs> I, you know what? I am down. I feel like Ala- if I'm going anywhere, Alaska's at the top of the list. I'm down with that. From what I hear, Alana, tell me if I'm wrong. You can see things that you wouldn't other that you wouldn't be able to see from the mainland. So maybe that's one of the selling points of the Alaska cruise. Absolutely. And I was somebody who I wasn't sold on Alaska because I live in Canada and the idea of going somewhere <laughs> that didn't have hot weather the same. was not appealing yeah. to me. 
Oh my goodness. I loved Alaska so much. I would consider going back again this summer. I'm sure I could go back and I would just see and do different things. Loved it. Definitely okay. recommend it. Okay. Well, that it. one's going that one's on my list for sure. Um okay, okay, talk to me though about we got a couple other questions for you. One, you you've mentioned that uh, of course, people who listen to how to money, they care about their money and they care about investing. People who have invested in cruise line stock can maybe get preferential deals or treatment is that true yes absolutely and it's definitely a pro or an avid cruiser secrets maybe not the right word but it really is a tip and uh, something that people use so if you purchase 100 shares of carnival so carnival corporation of royal caribbean i think it's royal caribbean international in any case it's royal caribbean or norwegian cruise line you can get Um, benefits it's a shareholder benefit on the cruises that you go on within that family of companies so for instance I have a hundred shares of carnival stock and when I go on a princess cruise because princess is part of the carnival umbrella I get an onboard credit which is a shareholder benefit when I book my cruise with Princess. And the same thing happens. I'm going on a celebrity cruise soon. I have Royal Caribbean shares. You do need 100 to be able to get that benefit, but I'm getting an additional $100 onboard credit because I have those shares. Very nice. That is cool. It makes me think back to, was it last year, a couple years ago, when AMC, they were selling oh, stocks? Right. And it's just like, hey, every time you come in, you get a free popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a shareholder. Yeah, and I mean, j- just our general advice, we, we always in- try to encourage folks when they're looking at their retirement portfolios to invest in the entire market, right? Index investing, don't try to pick the winners and the losers. However, if there is a, a certain token amount that allows you to reap a benefit that's going to be outsized to the investment that you make, I think that's definitely something worth considering. Yeah. Uh, Alana, let's talk about, just practically speaking, like, is there Wi-Fi like, on, <laughs> on a cruise? How do you go about buying that? Is that something that sort of like you were talking about with excursions that you book ahead of time? You can't call on your phone from the cruise, can you? Yeah, I mean, there's that, no Wi-Fi. Yeah, there's no, no cell service. it's so different. And that actually messes up a lot of people because sometimes you know they might have traveled and they've gone to hotels and people are used to that there's free wi-fi everywhere you go but it's not the case on most cruise ships and it's just a completely different system if i'm not mistaken they're on satellite um things have changed over the last couple of years but wi-fi is still expensive when you're on a cruise and those international phone plans don't really work Um, on cruises you have to be really careful sometimes people think that their phone is going to work when they're on a cruise they can make phone calls but then unfortunately they can end up with a really big bill like in the hundreds and even thousands of dollars after they get off their cruise so they do want to be careful but you can purchase um, wi-fi or internet on your cruise so there are different wi-fi packages that people can choose some of them you know are lower priced and they include just scrolling on social media and checking emails and you know there are other more expensive wi-fi packages that are going to include streaming so it is something people want to shop around for a little bit you know once they book their cruise to find the package that actually suits their needs for their for when they're on the cruise ship okay do you have a do you have a favorite way to pay for cruises are you using credit cards is there is there any like a most efficient method or way to garner the most rewards or a way that the the cruise lines incentivize you to book when you're doing business with them well you can definitely book uh, using your credit card 
actually most cruise lines do have a credit card that is their own credit card that you can book and you can get points. Unfortunately, because I'm Canadian, um, you do have to be a resident of the United States. So that has never applied to me. So I just Sorry, book Alana. using my, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I book using my regular credit card, you know, and the one that gives me the most reward points um, at home in Canada. Uh, but uh, you can definitely book with credit cards. I can't think of another okay. way that would be better. Nice. So I was going to mention there is something that for people who are members of AARP, um, there are gift cards that people can purchase and they can use those gift cards towards paying off their cruise. And some people do that and I believe they get a 10% discount on the AARP cards hmm. and therefore it gives them a little bit of a small discount um, when they're paying off their cruise. That's cool. Yeah. Well, if they're like you and you're going on multiple cruises a month, yeah. I mean, you, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually something we haven't asked. I'm curious a lot. How many cruises <laughs> have you gone on, on in total and, and how many do, are, are you planning on going on in 2024? Uh, so I haven't gone on as many cruises as some people. There are people that have been on, you know, 100 cruises and more. I haven't done that. So we've done, I believe it's 35 now. I did seven cruises Ooh. in 2023, and that was the most that I ever did in a year. Nice. Well, here's to eight or nine in 2023. Yeah, it sounds like you, you, you might be on your way to, right. to, to doing that. But uh, okay, w one last thing. This is how to money. And like we mentioned, we always enjoy a craft beer uh, during the during the episode. I know some cruise lines allow you to bring your own alcohol aboard. Can Joel and I show up with our own craft beer? Is it <laughs> is it cruise line dependent as to what their specific rules are? And you earlier you mentioned like drink packages. How do you go about uh, if you want to enjoy an adult beverage on the cruise? How do you go about doing that? Well, cruise lines will um, most appreciate if you buy their drink packages or if you pay of for course, drinks on yeah. board. <laughs> but what you can do, I don't know if you can bring beer. I don't believe that you can. I've never really looked into it, though. Um, but you can bring wine on board. Most cruise lines will allow you to bring one bottle of wine per adult in the cabin. Okay. Um, so you can bring that on the cruise. And if you plan on, you know, having a glass of wine in your cabin, then, you know, that's something good to do. If you do take the wine out of your cabin and you bring it to the dining room, when the waiter will open it for you, there is going to be a corkage fee of between $15 and $20, depending on the cruise line. So that may or may not be worth it for you. But definitely, if you're drinking the wine in your cabin, or even if you fill up your glass in your cabin, and then you walk around you with a glass of wine... You can definitely nice. do that. Makes Some sense. of our fancier beers come with corks. So I wonder if maybe maybe that they let it slide. I don't know. That's true. You take it up there and they're just like, oh, sir, this is a wine. It's like, aha, yeah. this is actually a goose. That's right. This is a Belgian lambic. That's what you, that's what you thought. But uh, all right. no corkage fee for you, sir. A lot of this has been like so informative. Yeah, uh, and it it's really like made me kind of think twice about cruising in general. Um, but thank you so much for joining us uh, today on the podcast. How, how can our listeners find out more about you and, and all the good information that you're giving out? Oh, thanks so much for having me on. So uh, your listeners can find me either on my YouTube channel. It's simply called Life Well Cruised. I also have a website, lifewellcruised.com, where I share packing tips and other information about cruises and uh, as well on social media. So Instagram and Facebook under Life Well Cruised. Awesome. Alana, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun.
All right, Matt. Now I feel like I am aching for a vacation. Are you? Oh uh, yeah, cruising for a cruise, boozing. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, no, I mean it's the middle of January. It is the time which you don't want to be. It you makes, like I don't want to go on a cruise until January hits, and I'm like, it's, it's true. It's like that midwinter bleakness. It makes sense that though the quote unquote wave season when they offer a lot of the discounts is this time of year. Yeah, uh, and like these cruise lines are just they're looking for those deposits so that they know that they can basically bankroll these ships. Yeah, it's just a way for them to do some planning <laughs> because those things are expensive. That's right to maintain and the fuel, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. All yeah. right. So, what was your big takeaway from this combo? I think for me personally. Personally, dude, it's the fact that she mentioned the the stabilizers, whatever these things are, on these on the newer cruise ships, and it sounds like you might have to get a pretty dang old cruise ship uh, that doesn't have the stabilizers. But for me, that is the number one thing that's keeping me from hopping on a hopping on a cruise ship. Yeah. I think is like is the worry, it's the concern of getting seasick and not being able to enjoy a single day of that cruise because I'm. Um, I'm feeling terrible and yeah. I, because I do get I do get motion sick. But hearing her talk about that and the fact that there's a lot of different drugs or remedies out there. She mentioned bonine. Dude, I'm totally going to look that up. And honestly, I might even look that up for again. I don't I know nothing about this and whether or not you can give it to kids or not. But, you know, my, our kids get car sick when we go on longer trips oh, yeah. as well. And I'm thinking, OK, mental note. Uh, is that something that we you know that we have on hand in case? Any of the kids start feeling a, a a little queasy, but dude, seriously, for me, that was my big takeaway: is that okay? Cool, cruises are a lot more within the realm of possibility, yeah. knowing that that exists. No, that's yeah, I think yeah. that's fascinating. I think my big takeaway, yeah, what's yours? Was to like you can have all confidence booking well in advance the cruise that yes. you want to go on and the mm-hmm. dates, and then you know wait for the discount to come to you after the fact. Just basically, like. It'll probably go down in price. And then uh, it sounds like, based on what Alana was saying, every single one of the major cruise lines is more than willing to basically refund you the money that's in excess of what the current price is. So I think that's a wonderful tactic to take if you're saying, like, well, I don't want to just be subject to the whims of a sale necessarily. Yeah. I, I definitely want to go on this trip uh, specifically. Well, the price might go down. You have to keep looking. like Just kind of like we talk about with auto rentals or something like that. You book the auto rental, the refundable auto rental, and then later on down the line, you can check to see if the price has gone down and then rebook. What's well, similar with the cruise, right? Where you book and then you just call. Instead of rebooking, you just call and say, hey, give me the, the discounted price now. Um, and they're pretty much always going to be like, okay, you got it. <laughs> and I, I love that as a tactic for getting to take the cruise you want and spending hopefully less money than you otherwise thought you would. Totally. Yeah, I think I should give folks a lot of peace of mind. That plus the refundable deposit. But uh, let's uh, get to the beer that you and I enjoyed during this episode. It was called Last Will and Testament. This is a beer by Monday Night Brewing. It was donated to the show by friend of the show, Ryan. So, Ryan, thank you so much for swinging by the clubhouse. The office here and, yeah. and dropping off this it's old high school pal. Plus, and he uh, reached out and he's like, "I've got beer for you." I'm like, yeah. "Dude, thank you." I was bummed. He invited us to like a. He's got like a vinyl and cocktails Christmas party that we weren't able to attend. I'm bummed because yeah. that sounded like the coolest party it ever. Did, it sounded great. <laughs> it, it sounded, sounded so great. nice. Uh, but yeah, what were your thoughts on on this particular beer? So I thought it was delicious. It was I in my mind the two notes that I was getting were bourbon and raisin. It was like bourbon soaked yeah. raisins. Um, in 
in in beer form. And this was I like I like that vibe. Yeah, this, I, I don't like raisins in my cookies because I don't like the consistency, <laughs> but I like the flavor of raisins. I like, and I do like I li- I can eat raisins by themselves. But like you love raisins and cookies, which uh, yeah, I think I, is just I like monstrous. The, I like but, the chew yeah. and a nice oatmeal raisin cookie. But well, this this tastes great. I'm glad you could taste this because with your cold that you're yeah. rocking right now, I wasn't sure. I certainly didn't pick a nuanced beer. I was like, I was, we were specifically looking for one that was going to hit you over the head <laughs> when it came to the flavor. Uh, but well, I think it's the remedy, personally. I, I think I'll, I'll be better in no time now. Yeah, as all the health professionals out there are just shaking their heads. That's head. right. No. <laughs> but this is a bourbon barrel-aged English old ale, and it totally has some of those. It almost has like Belgian quad-like flavors going on with yeah. it. It tastes like an old world kind of beer. Certainly the kind of beer you want to enjoy here in the like the dead middle of winter uh, i'm glad you and i got to enjoy this one by one of our favorite local breweries i don't honestly know i don't think there's any other brewery out there uh where we've had more other beers on the show no not only not. because they're local but because of the fact that they're so dang good so make sure that you're not sleeping on monday night's beers but buddy that's going to be it for this episode we'll link to alana's youtube channel up in our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. Okay, I just I just thought of this one final little takeaway, and we, we didn't even get to this, but in one of her videos, this is like a little, maybe we should stick this in after the fact, after we end the, end, end the episode, <laughs> you know, like the little, uh-huh. like a little Easter egg. She, in one of her videos, she shared the fact that the walls of cabins on a cruise ship, they're all made of metal, which I guess makes sense because it's a boat. Yeah. And it didn't occur to me. So here's a little tip. If you are a cruiser, she says, always show up with magnetic hooks oh. and so you pop 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 hook those up on the wall and you hang up all your stuff keeps it from slipping around i guess brilliant uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing uh, like yeah when you thought those are the kind of tips that uh alana's sharing yeah uh, exactly on her youtube channel exactly some of it's money saving and some of it's just how to cruise like cruise the right style. way yeah exactly yeah. so <laughs> she's got a bunch of great stuff on there we'll link to to everything in the show notes up on our site, howtomoney.com. But Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. 
Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.